So just record, and then we'll see. I'm just recording, and now we're giving it a go. I will pull her closer, because... I think you need to... she needs to be in my face. Yeah, there. If it's any closer, it's on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Does it need to, like, poke into your face? (laughs) 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 Yeah, so what have you been up to? Have you had a good weekend? Yeah, well, it's been bank holiday, hasn't it? So we've had a nice, long bank holiday weekend. Um, I had had a little... um, hobby this weekend i've converted a space into my garage and made it into a lovely little meditation area oh, so yeah she been, showed me this yeah, so it's yeah. been it's been painted it's got not lots of nice new cushions yeah you showed me this it, i'll be so. praying against it pr- furiously there's a whole there's a whole other episode in there yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there about is. the arguments we have about faith but there is no um, argument there's no discussion 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 there is no argument that's, a, that's unfair yes it is it is very unfair um, what else have we been doing? Not much. I took uh, my youngest to go and watch uh, the mighty the mighty imps. Oh, on, okay. Uh, Saturday, so that was good fun. They won three 0 So Lincoln City, that is for those of you that don't know who the imps are. I used to watch Lincoln City, and uh, when I was younger, I used to sit with another friend of mine in Stacey West. We are, oh. we are, we are Stacey West. Nice. They're, they're yeah. just redoing the Stacey West, actually. Oh, is it not called Stacey yeah, West? No, no, it is. It's just they're, they're refurbing it, making it bigger, that kind oh, of okay. stuff. So. so all very exciting. What about you? What have you been up to? Um. So what did I do at the weekend? So I wasn't meant to have the kids, actually, this weekend. Um. So they've been away in Norfolk for a week. So nice. nice weather, apparently, well. which is good for them. They've done a lot of stuff. So I saw them on Friday night, Um. and they you know, I had to kind of... They had to go back back on Saturday, but they were doing because they were doing some stuff. So Saturday, realistically, I've just been sorting the house out, sorting the flat out. To be honest, the gaff is looking nice. I know isn't it? it's yeah. looking a lot better. Yeah, it looks spot on. It's feeling a lot more homely, a lot more comfortable. Yes, and there's 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 not as many kind of clothing garments on it's the doors. as many clothes <laughs> on the doors let's not start that conversation no. again. i feel like we probably hemorrhaged listeners in the last episode no, due no, to no. That i don't, little bit I don't ever think that could ever be the case <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i've been building bunk beds i've been like going to the range i think i've got like um like a special parking space at the range now because the range is in the shop not the driving range that's it yeah i'm oh, not disappointing i know i know <laughs> sorry but i do need to go to the driving range yeah actually, you do yeah because I've got, well, you know what I'm like with golf. I'm not very good. So maybe the driving range will help me. One way to get better, mate. Get the range, get some lessons. Yeah, I need to do that. And then what did I do? In between all of that, I've I've kind of been at church and I've been like just out and about doing a load of different things. But really it's just been focusing on the the flat. So so for when the kids do actually finally come, uh, they're actually coming tonight. They've got beds. Hurrah! Hurrah! Yes. All mod cons. I know. I know. So, uh, and then I've got to take my motorbike later to have its tire changed. Oh, you mentioned this, didn't you? I know. Right. This one for the listeners. Um, Just take a second to think about how much would a tire cost? Now, if you're a motorbike um, rider, you probably know the answer to this already, and that's absolutely fine. But for those um, those of us that do not. ride motorbikes that prefer four wheels um jacob how much 
how much is said tire going to cost you? Okay, so the tire. This is the front tire. This is the smaller tire of the two. Oh, I thought they were both the same size. No, 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 they're not. <laughs> Just definitely my not. Ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. But this is also a racing tire. So okay. this is um, slightly more exciting. Why than... do you need a racing tire? I don't think I need a racing tire. It's oh. just that when you are going to the speed limit, to the speed limit, yeah. you need something that's going to, you know, grip properly. I see. Um, and I think he said it was going to be. And I don't. I don't think this is including VAT. So this is obviously excluding mm. VAT. But I think he said it was going to be about two hundred and seventy pounds. <laughs> For a tyre. For a tyre, yeah. For a tyre? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that's not the best bit, right? So that's over 300 quid when you include the VAT. Yeah. <laughs> For a yeah. tyre? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. What's 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 even scarier, though, is, is that I thought that my MOT and my tax for the bike ran out at the end of August. Right. And I was... Shocked and horrified to find out that it was actually the start of August and I'd been riding around to the speed limit um, <laughs> with no tax or MOT on I my bike. You are basically a criminal. Criminal mastermind yeah. is yeah, what you yeah. are. And also, I didn't know this. You probably know this, but you can't tax a vehicle without it being MOT'd. Yeah, true. It's got to be, well, it's got to be road-worthy to be taxed to be on the road. Yeah, I know, but I just... Yeah. I, 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 well, I didn't know that they would not allow you to just tax it mm, true i like surely you could just tax it. i mean you know it doesn't if you don't have it moted then it's still illegal isn't it yeah but your tax is road tax so if it's not moted it's not allowed on the road so why would you pay road tax well then that's what i mean nobody would yeah but I guess, yeah. I guess I was going to go get it MOT. Just anyway, think, but... thinking beyond that. Yeah, I was just, I was just kind of like trying to like think. Oh, actually, I'm going to go get it MOT, and it, it'll be fine. Yeah. So I'm just going to tax it now because I know it's going to be okay. But yeah. I, I understand now that all of the systems are integrated, and you have to have the MOT certificate to then get the tax. Anyway, mm -hmm. so anyway, that was all fun. I've not been having a lot of. I say look. I don't really believe in look, but I don't. Not really been very good with vehicles cars lots yeah. of different things yeah well you had the incident with the the new car i don't know if we did we speak about this on the first podcast where idea kindly threw itself onto your windscreen yeah it had it when you were driving it home from the garage yeah after you'd bought it i know <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah i know and so i i think i'd done about 20 minutes of driving 20 minutes of driving in a brand Still new Don't make me laugh. <laughs> a brand new Nissan Duke. And uh, yeah, Glass. this deer ran out. Oh dear. I know. Meh. That's what I said. Oh yeah. dear, oh dear, oh dear. And uh, I can't remember. I think I got quoted about £1,400 worth of damage. Thank God for insurance, eh? I know. I've paid the excess. And thankfully for me, I don't have any no claims. Um, yeah. You don't have any. No claims. That means you've got claims. No, I, I don't have any. Sorry. You've got no claims. I've got no claims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no claims. Bloody, oh, that was confusing. <laughs> what I mean is I don't qualify for any reductions in my insurance because I don't have any build-up build of no claims bonus thing. So you don't qualify, did you say? No, I just don't. So, so you know when you have to go through the insurance yeah. 
thing and you're looking for new insurance, yeah. they say, how many how many years of no claims yeah. do you have? I've got zero of those. Oh, so it's the first thing that I thought. So you've got no no claims bonus. That's it, yeah. Yeah, oh. so so my insurance is like That's the highest stupid. it could possibly why be. You, why have you why have you got no why why? Uh, okay. So I was always on my ex wife's insurance. Oh dear. Yeah, I was always on my ex wife's insurance, which yeah. worked for us at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um obviously now we are Ruing divorced. That. Ruing that. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Now we're divorced. Um I now have to have my own insurance, which is yeah. obviously higher. However, when a deer comes and hits your car, you don't feel so bad because you've got no no claims. Did the deer so, have insurance? That's what I want to know. Uh, I don't think so. I think it was. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I definitely don't think I could have claimed from from the deer after the incident. You <laughs> say it ran off as well, didn't it? Didn't like stove you uh, well, and then leg it. Ran off. I, 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 I limped off to the side of the road yeah. where it slowly died. Yeah, I think so because it was it was late at night, so there was oh, no there was nothing around. But uh, anyway, let's move on from that because that's a that's a sad. Tale. It have is a sad you, tale. Have you got a question for me this week? We've made ah, a thing out of this. Yes. I think we need to. You, oh, you've got that lovely electric piano. I think we should make a jingle for this. Dum ba dum bum. Jacob's question. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will try to think of a jingle for that. Um, but yeah, I think I've got a question for you. Oh yeah. There, there you go. I've got a question. You've for got you. a question for me. Of course you have. Have you ever been on a Speed awareness course. Yes. You have? Yes. Okay. How do you feel surprised by that? I'm not as boring as I look, you know. I don't think there's anything about being boring about being on speed awareness course. I yeah. think it's just you don't expect other people to have gone on one. Yeah, we're all wrongins, really. We should be sticking to the limit for a reason. But yeah, I've been on one. It was How how long ago was it? A lot of fun. Uh four year ago, four or five years ago. Four years ago, okay. And what was the thing that led you up to getting that? Obviously. Speeding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> speeding. <laughs> I know speeding. Yeah. But like, was it local? Was it like, were you, were you, were oh, you yeah. at work or was you? Well, what, oh, what I don't was know. It? I think it was just like 34 and a 30 or something. 34. Not paying attention. Just pootling along and you get it. That lovely letter that drops through the door. Okay. Um, but yes, I, I, I had the pleasure of attending. Do you know how I got mine? Yes, you were coming to my house. Yeah. And you got flashed by the camera, which is about a hundred yards from my house. Yeah. Twice in two days or something. Yeah, so I could have I could have really done with a warning about that, by the way. Sorry. Um, so thanks. <laughs> Apologies. Um well, I thought the fact it was a big bright yellow camera was warning enough, to it be was honest. Right in the sky, man. <laughs> it was like it's not one of them little ones with a box that's like right there <laughs> yeah. at eye level. It's right in with the, the sky. Before it. That's, I know that's the camera. No, it, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, That's what they rely on in Lincolnshire. You see, it was right up in the sky. I couldn't yeah. see it, and I was actually driving the Freelander because my Duke had got hit by a deer. Yeah, right. Yeah, I heard that story. Yeah. So uh, normally I plug my phone into the Apple CarPlay and it like tells me when there's like cameras around, but because I was in the Freelander because the Duke was in like the repair shop, obviously I didn't have that, and I shouldn't have been speeding, but I thought it was a thought it was a forty. Yeah, is it, there's a yeah. But yeah, it, it looks like it should be a 40, but it's not. Well, the other road into, like, Highcombe um, is a 40, I think. Isn't it? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just I'm just making excuses then. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, 
because I was at my mum and dad's, there was a redirection on the post. And mm. so uh, I got I got flashed. I came, I, I was coming to your house. What was I doing at your house? Podcast. Recording this podcast. <laughs> That's the level of commitment that I have to you, a podcast. You sacrificed your, <laughs> you've effectively made your insurance premiums more expensive. Ah, that's not true, though, because I've been on the Speed Awareness okay. course. Oh, do you not get the points as well? Because obviously you did no. it twice. Oh, well, you... i tell you what, right? I don't know how this has happened. So because I had a redirection on the post, I uh, the second letter that dropped through the door, I should I should have three points. And yeah. fine, definitely. Yeah. But I wrote a letter back to whoever sent me the letter on behalf of Lincolnshire yeah. Police, basically saying, I'm really, really sorry. I had, I had, I had a redirection on my post. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that I'd fl- I'd been flashed by the camera. If I had known, I wouldn't have done it again this time. Yeah. You can see by my record, I've not had any previous. Can I just ask, when you say you wrote a letter, did you write a letter or send an email? No, I wrote a letter. You, with your hand? No, no, what? No, no. I, oh, I, I okay. With, with the computer, right? With the computer, printed it out. Signed it. Signed it with my Whoa. with my own hand. Old school. I know, and posted it back with the yeah. completed form. Yeah. That I had, that I had to complete in order to be prosecuted. Wonderful. So I completed I it. What a, what a dying art that is! Wording a letter, yeah. correct grammar and everything, and pleading for forgiveness and bloody hell, it worked. Well, I don't know if it has worked. Oh. But but but. Anyway, I I should have had a letter back to say you're you're in trouble, mate. But I haven't had that letter yet, and that was quite a few weeks ago. So I'm just hoping and praying that I don't have. I did kind of explain that I've been through a divorce recently, and there's a few extra <laughs> things. To... I did lay it on a bit <laughs> like thick. five pages. Yeah, I did... no, it wasn't five pages. It could have been. There's so there's someone in Lincolnshire Police sitting ploughing through this letter. Cry, so, crying their eyes out. We've got, it, we've got, we've got, oh, we've got to help this guy we've out. We've got to help this guy out. You know, he's put yeah. in here. Don't even know how to dry clothes. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, hell. <laughs> he puts them on his door. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Anyway, anyway speed awareness courses. What about them? Yeah, so I learned quite a few things. So okay. um, this is this was a course ran by UK Road Offender Education. Wow. I mean, they have... they. Have rubbed their hands together with. <laughs> Let's start a business where we actually provide people with rehabilitation services after they've been speeding. Mm. What a genius idea for starting a business that is, because there's a few of them. I know. Also, yeah. I, I didn't like the word offender in there. It felt pretty. Well, you've committed dirty. a criminal offence. Well, so... I have, but it's just not a nice word. No. Offender. Yeah. I think it's got quite negative, obviously, you would have connotation. Speed demon. No. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's really annoying though is that I didn't even get it while I've been riding riding my motorbike to the speed limit. I know, well that's because on your motorbike you go through them so fast that they don't even flash quick enough oh, to get you. I really doubt that. I go <laughs> to the speed limit every time I ride my bike. Um, but what does help? I don't know. You, you, most people know this, but motorbikes don't have a front. Yeah, no front plate. Apart no from the really plates. old ones that I like where they've got them over the wheel arch. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah. So there are certain cameras where you, you just won't get seen because of the plate but anyway um 
It's uh, there's a few things I learned. Okay. And I wanted to try and refresh your memory. You've got a notebook in front of you. I know. It's like the most prepared you've ever been for a it podcast. Isn't. It isn't. I, I I literally thought about this while you was doing your values assessment earlier. Oh, fair. oh we're coming on to that in a bit. Oh, we are. Yeah, yeah. We are. So, what do you think of? Uh, so like an urban road, so built up um, area. What yeah. is there like a rule um, that makes it a 30 road? What's the rule that you can kind of, if you don't know where you are, yeah. how do you know how fast you need to drive? It's the lamppost, isn't it? Isn't it how the lampposts are spaced? Does lamppost spaced in a certain close proximity means it's 30 road? Nearly. Oh, nearly okay it's been four years really <laughs> I've, I've slept since then yeah uh, it's the street light rule yeah that's is what that what lamppost is that's what lamppost is oh yeah. okay fine so they so if if the street lights um if there are street lights then it's automatically a 30 road yep. and i never knew that yeah did you learn unless that? stated otherwise unless yeah. stated otherwise yeah you've been on one of these courses hey, before, hey it's in there it are, works are you actually a learning and development UK road <laughs> and actually work for education yeah. officer, um, which I thought was really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, also, if you go or travel at 30 miles an hour, you should be traveling at 30 miles an hour. Oh, I think I but, know what you're going to say, go on. But you then increase your speed to 35 miles an hour. Yeah. Do you know how much time you actually save over the course of an hour? Something ridiculous like twelve seconds. Ah, it's a bit longer. Two two minutes and fifty seconds. Oh, that's the and that could be the difference between getting to a meeting on time. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> so I'm pleased you told me that. I'll be yeah. sure the speed. Oh, yeah. But the, but... The, and my problem with this, and they probably said this on your speed awareness um thing, is that they used to say a similar thing about motorways. So you're driving at seventy miles an hour on a motorway. If you're doing ninety instead, you used to say something like over a a 50 mile journey or something it'll only save you like two and a half minutes i'd like to call bullshit on that okay i don't think that's true okay and that's because all of us now and if you haven't done this why not because it's the most fun you can have in a car where you play um beat the timer with google maps beat the timer Come on, don't look. You've done, you maybe you call it something different. When you put a route into Google Maps oh. and it says you will arrive, so for example, it'll say you will arrive at 12.17 and you think, bullshit, I'm arriving at 12.10. I don't care what you say. And right. so you you try and arrive as best you can at 12.10. And sometimes you're like, you get there at 12. But, mm. and traffic conditions and all that kind of stuff, that's fine. But I can't help but believe that sometimes that's because you were speeding. However, I wouldn't know because I've not done it for four years since I received a speed awareness course um, and therefore have not sped since. Right. Well, anyway. I mean, I mean that makes sorry. sense. Yeah. If you were travelling at 70 miles an hour yeah. and you increased your speed to 80 miles an hour, yes. you would save one minute of time. I, I, I just can't believe that. But I th but that's over a, a one-hour period, yeah. apparently, and I imagine there's no traffic. It's just straight, straight lines, lines, right? Yeah. Which, okay, is not, is not. But what they were trying to say was that that time saved could be the difference between hitting somebody and not hitting somebody. Which is a valid point. Which is a valid point. Apart from the fact that hitting somebody and not hitting somebody are almost irrelevant points when it comes to motorways. 
Yes. Because people aren't there, and that is the only place at which you will be travelling at those speeds. Correct. But what they were, what they meant was stopping distances. Okay. So it's easy. You know, you short, you stop in a shorter distance at thirty than you would do thirty-five. So yes. not only do you save, not really save a lot of time, you also mm. jeopardise if there was something that jumps out. Well, I think this is all this this is all massively relevant when it comes to urban driving. But as they will have told you on this course as well, the least amount of accidents in this country happen on the motorway. Do you know how much? Go on. I've got a stat here. Go I on. wrote it down. Wow, you pro- you were that guy that went there with a notebook and wrote it all down. I got told to. Okay. Because I had to put it all to the screen to make sure that I was actually listening. Oh, okay. I Go know. on. I know. Um, let's have a look. So, uh, 5% of fatalities happen on the motorway. Yeah, fatalities is a... Which is mad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When you think about all the fatalities that happen... The speed you're travelling at on a motorway, and it's only five percent of fatalities. That's crazy, isn't it? I know. Yeah, and rural roads was thirty-three percent. Mm. Urban, yeah, thirty-mile-an-hour zones, twenty. That type of area. Well, that's because fatalities in an urban area usually involve a person just standing there, yeah. being hit by a car. Yeah, it doesn't really happen on a motorway because people aren't, don't get out of their cars. They're protected to some extent, right? Yep. But yeah, awful. Sixty-two percent. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, awful. And There's a comedian once that talks about, um, I can't remember who it is, I need to look it up. He talks about the madness and, of cars and how easy it is for people to drive cars when basically all you're doing is you go and you sit in what is effectively a one and a half to two ton weapon. Yeah. It's just driving around because if you drive into someone with it, you are going to kill them and it's that simple. Yeah. Um, and yes, I did say a comedian with that. Oh, no, I was <laughs> say, what's happening here? Unfortunately, I don't really remember what the joke was that oh. came off the back of that. But yeah, it did make me think, bloody hell, it's maybe, true, isn't it? Maybe the listeners can go find the joke. Big metal know. battering ram just driving around and killing people. Mm. But what was really interesting mm. was that 93% of all of those kind of issues, whether it's motorway, rural or urban, are because of driver error. 93%. Yeah, well, of course they are. Car, I think cars are that smart nowadays as well that there's no, it's become less and less, um, less and less easy. I don't really know if that's the right way to word it, but less and less easy to have an accident, mm. or less and less easy to um, have something go wrong in a car that causes a, a serious accident because cars are now so advanced in general that they're brilliant. You can. You know, cars now, you can, you well, we've got self-driving cars, haven't we? I saw a TikTok the other day of a woman, I think it's, this is in America, she booked a cab to come and pick her up to take her to work or something, and this driverless car pulled up. No way. And it was wicked, because she, she got in, and there's screens at the front where the driver should be yeah. um, that tell you about the journey, and then in the back, in the position between the two front seats, there was a big, like an iPad-type screen, and it said... You know, like when you go into a hotel room and it says on the TV, welcome, Mr. Wright. Yeah. It said that. So it said, welcome, whatever her name was, to such and such cars, whatever. This is your journey. And then it showed a map as she was along it, what her estimated time of arrival would be and all that kind of stuff. Really? And uh, yeah, but no driver. She had to sit in the back of this moving vehicle with no one driving it. I just don't don't know if that's ever something that I'd feel comfortable doing. Weird. I think, it again, if everybody's doing it, you kind of think, all right, everybody's doing it. It might be a bit easier. But like... I just don't see that as a really, I wouldn't be confident. Mm-hmm. Would you? I think the same as you. I, I think it's one of those where y- you have to get used to it. I think 
the first time I did it, I'd probably shit myself the whole way and be like, I'm on an actual road yeah. with no control over what's... And, and, and there is no human being by me con- that can control this. However, I do think that 93% of those accidents are from human driver error. And that will dramatically reduce if you take the human aspect out of that, I think. There will still be accidents. What's interesting when it comes to electric cars and self-driving cars, um, an argument that I've always agreed with and that I think is very, very relevant, because driverless cars are so new, because they're very modern, very technological, when one of them crashes or causes an accident or something like that, it makes national news. It's massive news. It's like a driverless car drives into someone and kills them. And it's huge news because it happened once in a state somewhere in middle America on a Tuesday, one week. What's not huge news is the fact that on the same day, cars that were being driven by human beings killed worldwide probably thousands of people. Ah, I've got a stat here in the UK. Bloody hell. Right, okay, (laughs) go on. Five people per day die on UK roads. That's it. And so we don't report... No, no, that's quite a lot, actually. (laughs) Well, we we don't report on accidents caused by people driving cars, but the second a driverless car does something wrong or there's an accident in it, it's all over the news, and so we start to build this impression that they must be dangerous or something, when actually they are tremendously more safe than human beings being in charge of cars. They might be, but I just don't know if I could ever trust one. (laughs) (laughs) That lack of control. It is a lack of control, that's what it is. is. Like when we talked about a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, like um, fear of heights. Yeah. Um, My fear of heights, I think, is actually lack of control within that. Well, that's what mine is. It's why why that whole thing about me, I'm not scared of heights when I'm tethered to something because I know that I'm in control of being attached to something solid. It's it's all about control. Yeah, just to struggle with this idea of like a robot driving me around (laughs) and also a robot not driving me around because it's decided that it doesn't want to drive me around anymore and so I'm in the middle of nowhere. The rise of the machine. I know, yeah, the rise of AI and all of that. So um, anyway, I'm going to stop this now because I've um, bored everybody to death with my... um, my speed awareness but i just wanted to leave with um the acronym that uh that i got left with uh so for anybody else that is uh you know struggling with driving because um struggling you know, with speed struggling with speed <laughs> yeah. um because apparently uh we're not all great drivers like we think we are yeah um uh is concentrate observe anticipate space and time only a fool breaks the two-second rule. It's a good one, isn't it? So the acronym is COAST. COAST, yeah. But isn't coasting one of the most dangerous things you can do in a car? Well, uh, you're not in gear, are you, coasting? Or, or you can be in gear, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you put the clutch in. Yeah. Put clutch in, yeah. Oh, There's one for the kids that are all driving around in their electric car. Yes, no, coasting <laughs> for you guys. You don't, you don't um, know you're born. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Also, for those people that are always late, yeah. this is a good one. No train has ever been late, has it? You know, if you are on a train, what do they say? Oh, hi, ladies and gentlemen. Delayed. Delayed. That's right. Hello, boss. I'm really sorry. I've been delayed. I said that to you this morning. You did. On the way here. You yeah. did. You were delayed. I used that word as you well. You were delayed. Yeah, you were delayed. So um, could I just ask what delayed you this morning? Uh, yeah, I had to go to the pet shop to get some flea and worm treatment for the cat, for Blossom, the podcast cat. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, then I had to get some diesel on the way. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. So, yeah. So, um, delayed. delayed. Not late. Not late. They were, uh, Not disorganised. Gandalf says in Lord of the Rings, I'm, I'm never either early nor late. I arrive precisely when I mean to. Do you know what? That's that's quite an, uh, an interesting point. I was speaking to somebody the other day and uh, they said, oh, I like being early. I like being yeah. early for stuff. I always got taught, don't be early for an appointment. Don't be late, definitely. Be on time. Because people appreciate you being on time rather than early because they might be doing other stuff and then they're like thinking, oh, mm-hmm. my goodness, it's, oh, they're early. For goodness mm-hmm. sake, like they said they're going to be here at 10 and they're at quarter to 10. But you think it's actually nice and punctual and polite to be 15 mm. minutes early but the other person's thinking i want to finish this because they said it was going to be at 10 not quarter to, if they said quarter to 10 that makes interesting sense. yeah it's a good point what do you think that i agree to some extent yeah it but at the same time i can't stand being late delayed delayed where I, I, yeah, I, I would much rather be early, but with the understanding that if I'm early, I'm going to have to wait. Well, that's fine, because at least I'm still there. Um, and I've done it where I've rocked up to meetings. I've been half an hour early. Um, and I thought, yeah, well, that's too much. Too early. I just sit in the car for 20 minutes, and then I'll go in. Yeah. So that's because at least I'm there. There's yeah. nothing that can delay me further at that yeah. point. Yeah. There's nothing There's nothing wrong, I think, with being early if you can go and sit somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you can go sit in the in the reception or in the office or whatever. But yeah. if you're going to meet a client, maybe at their house or something, or yeah. they come to your office, or you've got a bit more control, I guess, if they come to you. But if you go somewhere and it's just you and them, and you get there early, I think there's a pressure on them to be like. It's annoying as well. It is annoying. Yeah. It, I, this precise thing happened yesterday, actually, um, where we had agreed for some visitors to. Carly and I had agreed for some visitors to um, come to our house and they were coming at, uh, well, they're supposed to be meeting them near our house um, at the top of the road, the garden centre, um, at 12. Yeah. And um, then, because they didn't know where they were going, driving them down to our house. And they got to said garden centre and rung Carly and said they were here waiting to be for us to meet them at quarter past 11. Oh. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, see, to me, I think, see, people think they're being polite, I think, yeah. in that instance, but what they're doing, actually, is putting a lot of pressure on back to the other well, person. Well, the problem is, Carly was out. Well, yeah, She'd exactly. gone for a walk, I was at the driving range, we so we were both it. irked by it, so we'll they just have to wait. Yeah. Have to go in the garden centre and have a cup of coffee and, mm. and just wait. I'll go and get, and as it was, I went and met them at quarter to twelve, and I thought, well, I'll give them some leeway, but still. Yeah. I've got half a bucket of balls here. I'm not going to leave them. <laughs> what are you <that> about? <laughs> exactly, but that's the thing. You know, I, I, I guess it's um, different people's perceptions of time mm, as well. Interesting, interesting, and how long things will take. But... Yeah. yeah. So also, anyway, yes. values assessment. I posted this on LinkedIn. Yeah. Let's talk to you about it. Mm. So... Values assessments are um, interesting, um, and they go hand in hand with things like... Um, personality assessments yes uh, you see these a lot in the workplace through things like mbti and uh color insights and disc and all kinds of other Be- belbin and all that kind of stuff there's loads of different um things you can do um and it all comes down to us i think trying to understand each other a little better um which is admirable of course we should all do that because it helps us to communicate more effectively with one another but I do think that, and we're going to talk about the results that we got, 
but I think there's always that element with them where you they you've got to take them with a pinch of salt. And what I've I've actually spoke about them a lot recently. Um, yeah. Um, and what I've always said to people is personality assessments or values assessments, whatever. Don't treat them as um, a key to unlock the door. Don't treat don't treat it as that. It's not significant of that. Moreover, they're more like sort of a design or an idea of how the door's built. Okay, that's it. Yeah. But so it doesn't actually unlock the door. It just gives you a little bit of an understanding of how the door's put together. Um, that's that's probably the best way to approach them because people make them the be all and end all. And I've I've worked in and for organisations where they, they've become a massive part of how the organisation has communicated, and it's not really made anything better. It's not made anything better because people are still scratching their heads, going, "Oh, hang on, I communicated with you in this way, and according to your personality assessment, mm. this is the way you like to be communicated with." Well, actually, no, not in this context. I don't. And then it gets a bit convoluted and a bit weird. Um, so yeah, take them with a, it, the simpler way to say it is take them all with a pinch of salt. They're very, very useful, of course they are, but don't overly rely on them. And with that said, and with that said, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I it was quite interesting because I don't think I've really ever done. I've done, I've, I think I've done them in the past, but a long time ago. Mm. Over the past couple of years, I've felt very. Um, I wouldn't say lost, but I've, I mean I've done a, a lot of like self discovery. Mm. I think and. What was it? What was it? The Americans say, "Taking time to work on yourself." <laughs> yes, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I think also understanding how you are as a person is quite helpful, as you say, to communicate with other people mm -hmm. and also to help yourself when it comes to work and business and, and all the rest yeah. of it. You know, uh, just nurturing relationships. And so I always knew that I was kind of, well, I thought anyway that I was kind and caring of other people and all mm. the rest of it. So. Um, my my kind of assessment results, my values are benevolence, yes, self direction, yeah, and conformity. Mm. So I think for me, benevolence is like probably again probably going back down to my Christian faith. Maybe that's kind of where that benevolent side to me comes from. Not saying that that's what it is, but um, I think that probably is a big part of it. Uh, but what I, why I did them was because I wanted to update my CV mm. and, you know, everybody wants to make their CV the best it can possibly yeah. be. But I think there's only so much you can put on a CV with words because words don't mean a lot all the time to a lot of people. Okay. I think more and more employers uh, are looking for something that is different in a CV Yeah, as well. Um, yeah. Recruiters are because you, you uh, modern day work is about culture. It's about relationship. Mm -hmm. It's there's so much more to it, and so I thought, well, actually, let's do a few of these assessments and put them in a CV. Um, and so I redid my CV with all of those extra bits and pieces in. I've shown you it, and yeah, and yeah, it's, do you know what? It's really interesting, and it's it, there's there's a couple of things on this point. Firstly, yeah, it it gives you something else to think about or consider or understand about the person um, when you're looking at that CV and it's got stuff on there about what their values are and what kind of cultures they like to work in and, and all that kind of stuff rather than just a, an endless list of sort of job experience and you know the GCSEs that we got years ago that we've all long since forgotten and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's certainly more interesting um, but there's another real I remember once um, 
someone that worked in recruitment told me something which I thought was really, really useful and I've used it ever since. And it was, you got to remember CVs are to get interviews, uh, not to get jobs. Yeah. That's, that, okay. that's the way to look at it. So you, you build your CV and you work it around. How do I make it so that the person reading this wants to know more about me? And therefore I get an interview off the back of it. It is not a mechanism for you getting a job. That is the interview itself. Shop window type, isn't it? Yeah. Shop window type. And I guess, I didn't know this, but a lot of CV kind of engines, whatever, they have a lot of um, like automated stuff. Mm, I so, found this out, yeah. Yeah, so you put your CV, so basically a lot of companies will put the CV into a machine and it has to pick up keywords for it then to yeah. even go to a human. Yeah, that's crazy. That, isn't I it? never even knew that. And it's, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. And they, they set match limits as well, don't they? Like it's got to yeah. have, it's got to mention... 40 percent of this in it or something yeah. like that and so yeah a human doesn't even look at it so a lot of the time when it comes to the uh you know recruiters will know this and they'll speak about it with far greater knowledge than we can but my understanding is that it, yeah most of the time it goes through a machine the machine then tells the recruiter or the interviewer these are the people you need to interview mm. so it's yeah it, it, even more to the point there then your cv is in that it, it, in that scenario, absolutely nothing to do with getting the job, purely to do with getting the interview. Word, yeah. Keywords and um, outcomes and that kind of stuff that, that are in it, percentages, figures, numbers, buzzwords, all that. There's, I think there's probably an art to crafting a beautiful CV. I think you're probably right, and I think there are people out there that oh, can help yeah. with that, aren't there? Like CV writers and people that actually know mm. the system to get the interviews. What's yours, by the way? Your value? Well, before, I'll tell you mine in a second, but I'll come back to yours in a minute. You said that your benevolence comes from your faith, which I 100% agree with. I also um, think that's where your conformity element comes from yeah, as well. I would agree um, with that. So, yeah. Good point. Yeah, mine is... Uh, so, according to mine... I am not so high on conformity. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not. Uh, I've I've got almost no desire for power or <laughs> or achievement. Ah. So no desire for achievement sounds a bit extreme, but I think what that means is I'm not. I'm not really driven by titles. If if you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, you're not worried if this podcast is really really successful and you know we get like loads of awards. I, I don't. I don't care. Not if really worried we, about that. If we don't get a podcast of the year award, <laughs> ah, okay. I'm not really going to be that bothered. No. However, however, I am uh, high on things like uh, similar to you on things like benevolence and stuff like that, mm. and that's why I think that it means more to me this podcast that people listen to it and they actually take something out of it. Yes. Um, and that would be of more value and having the um you know having the feedback that we've had so far about it um is i think probably the reason why we keep doing it because it's uh it, it's showing that it's doing something for other people but yeah i've got other markers there self-direction security. security security is a really important one for me as well making sure that where i live uh, and where my family are is safe and um uh yeah, that's it. <laughs> really, that it's, yeah, that it, that it's safe and just a, a nice place to be. And that's ultimately, I moved um, beginning of last year, and I moved purely for those reasons. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably pretty right. There's a thing there, and we had a good conversation about this as well about hedonism or hedonism, whatever mm. you want to call it as well. And that spurred us into a conversation, didn't it, about our understanding of that word? Yes. And what I found interesting because you're you're high on hedonism, uh, and so am I. Um, 
although I didn't know this at the time when we had the conversation, but my understanding of that word was that it was like um, getting value or pleasure out of doing like basically naughty stuff that you shouldn't be doing. If you, if you know what I mean? He, hedonistic stuff. Yeah. Um, it like, uh, yeah. But it turns out that's not what it is. It's just about taking pleasure out of um, life's pleasures, really. And I think we're both pretty high on that, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. I think life would be boring if there was no pleasure. You know, as a as a as a you know as a Christian. I mean, I don't believe that we're supposed to live in a box. I I, I believe that God like you know created us to enjoy life but there's yeah. a but there's a balance to all of that you know life um conform and that's where yeah i was just gonna say, say that. oh we just backed that up with a nice barrel of conformity oh, at the back end that's it so, we've got to have lots of fun oh but there's got to be rules well there has to be <laughs> so the world falls apart right <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't all just you know stumble through life with no no rule like the the universe has rules if you really want to you know there are there are rules gra- laws of gravity you know mm-hmm. There are rules. It's depending on where you are. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Obviously, if you're on the moon, there's no gravity. That's not true. There is some gravity on the moon. Okay, some, but yeah. you know, not you... as strong as ours. No, but you get the point. There are <laughs> there are certain rules <laughs> that we can't escape from. Yes. So yeah, um, I think it's a good time to finish though. What do you reckon? Well, yeah. I mean, we've opened a Pandora's box there about whether we start going on talking about conformity or Christianity or the rules of the universe or anything like that. So maybe next time, maybe we... next time we do a two-hour podcast oh. <laughs> just address all these things. Yeah. Um, uh, hedonism, stoicism, stoicism. I love a bit of stoicism. A bit of stoicism. Thinking about we, stuff. A lot of Greek philosophy. Who knows? Who knows where this podcast might end up? Well, maybe the listeners can have some say in that. If you do ever want to say, do you know what, guys? Really enjoy the podcast, but I really wish you'd talk about this then let us know and we'll yeah, talk about it we we generally tend to go into these episodes um with no real plan of what we're going to talk about despite yeah. my my esteemed colleague here taking copious notes on his speed awareness <laughs> course just to bring uh to the podcast but uh yeah let us know your thoughts and your feelings on what you want us to talk about and we will talk about it yeah absolutely um i, I was just going to say that uh the two things or three things I think that probably are good for this episode for people anyway, mm. um, financially don't get caught speeding because it costs yes. you money yeah, and time, which yeah. is more important than money. Yeah. Uh, and also have a look and see what your own values are because it will yeah. drive you forward. Even yeah. if you take it with a pinch of take salt. Take it with a pinch of salt. You use it as a, a, another tool or mechanism to understand yourself and other people a little bit better, mm. but do not, treat it as the be all and end all Absolutely. that's the, the the big lesson there every um, every situation is a chance to learn isn't it? exactly right and that's a wonderful place to end you can enjoy this podcast in the future now this is uh, news as well you can now enjoy the podcast on spotify amazon music audible uh, and google podcasts uh, we're working on apple pods as well to get it on there um, so if uh, you want to recommend it to someone and they go, oh, I ain't got Spotify, so I can't listen. Well, good news is you can listen to uh, wherever you like. So thank you very much, everybody. And we will speak to you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.